This right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Yes! Noah Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. All right, ready to roll heading into week five PGA Tour season at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Nice to have you with us. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and I'll be getting you up to speed as far as picks and predictions are concerned for this week's action at TPC Scottsdale. Biggest party of the year this week for the PGA Tour with the crowds and the chaotic atmosphere that the Phoenix Open always produces. You know, it's funny, if you go visit and play TPC Scottsdale. It's actually an underwhelming, flat, desert-style design, but wow, when the PGA Tour gets all the grandstands up, especially the one on 16, and you have every smoke show in Scottsdale on site at TPC, this golf course turns into the best party of the year on the PGA Tour. And to go along with the party, this tournament always produces a great on-course product, You've had world number one Scotty Scheffler go back-to-back at the Phoenix Open over the last two years. This week, Scheffler will try to become the first three-peat winner of a PGA Tour event since Steve Stricker did it at the 2011 John Deere Classic. Uh, Sam Burns, Rory McIlroy, and KH Lee, and Victor Hovland all had opportunities to do the same last season. They They had the opportunity to three-peat Uh, at their respective defending tournaments, but they all failed. Um, And as far as top players in the world are concerned for this week, Victor Hovland and Xander Schauffele withdrew from the Phoenix Open after the rain-impacted week at Pebble, which we will get to. Uh, Going down the list of official world golf rankings and who's playing this week, of course, you have world number one, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, He'll be in attendance after the top 10 finish at Pebble. Uh, world number six, Wyndham Clark, will tee it up after he won the 54-hole shortened Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And regardless of the shortened tournament, Wyndham played unreal golf in that third round at Pebble where he had a putt for 59 on the 18th green. He was the deserving winner after that Saturday performance in the 30-year-old's third career uh, PGA Tour victory. Came at Pebble Beach, um, and it was his third win. It was Wyndham Clark's third win in the last calendar year, he won at Quail Hollow, won the U.S. Open at LACC last year, and now he's off to a phenomenal start to 2024. We'll get to Wyndham Clark a little later on. Uh, who else, as far as official world golf rankings, you have world number eight and number nine, Max Homa and Matthew Fitzpatrick competing this week. Homa really didn't get anything going at Pebble. He struggled with the driver and struggled with the putter. And Fitzpatrick has really had a shocking start to 2024, which we'll get to in the matchups. Fitzpatrick, you know, miscut at Sony, 58th at Pebble. Those are his last two appearances. He has played some solid golf around TPC Scottsdale in the past, 10th year for Fitzpatrick in 2022. But he's definitely a fade option this week um, for, for this year's Phoenix Open. We'll get to that in the matchups. Uh, you'll have world number 10 and open champion Brian Harmon on site this week. And then you'll have Jordan Spieth, Tom Kim, Justin Thomas, and Sam Burns uh, rounding out that list of top 20 players in the world who will be competing in the Phoenix Open this week. 
All right, on to our Pebble Beach Pro Am review. You know, you we can sit here and bark about the tournament being shortened to fifty four holes. We can sit here and moan about what that did for our three matchups and the fact that we weren't able to see Nikola Hoshgard shoot a final round sixty five to cover his top ten ticket. Um, all of those losses could have been a different story had they played a full seventy two holes at Pebble, but. In reality, the course, you know, Pebble Beach was an absolute mess after the Saturday afternoon and Sunday rain. Golf Channel's Todd Lewis was on site at Pebble Sunday, and he was tweeting videos left and right of waves literally crashing onto the 18th fairway at Pebble. The weather was so bad that I don't even think it was the PGA Tour that shortened the event. I think the local government in the Carmel area, you know, really simply said there's no way uh, you can safely play a final round anytime before Tuesday morning. So three rounds was all that could happen at Pebble. And Wyndham Clark played just an incredible third round, lit it up, 22-foot look for 59 on the 18th green. Uh, you know, Wyndham, hats off to him, deserving winner. Uh, who else? The electric second-year PGA pro in Ludwig Oberg, finished one back at 16 under, and it was the Swedes' second runner-up finish in his first 20 starts on tour. Uh, Oberg didn't make a bogey around Pebble Beach in the second or third round, which shows you the maturity level and patience that the 24-year-old displays. Uh, Oberg not playing this week in Phoenix. We'll circle back to him next week before Riviera. And back to Clark, you know, he's had a remarkable run here over the last year, he ties Victor Hovland for most PGA Tour wins since May of 2023. You could argue that Clark's run has been more impressive based on the fact that he won a major uh, there at last year's U.S. Open and Hovland is still major list. So, um, you know, to cap off for, for Wyndham Clark to cap off Pebble Beach with an 18-hole tournament record of 60 is just something you might not see for another couple decades at Pebble Beach. Um, and as far as the card was concerned, uh, you know, that canceled fourth round um, really did not help us at all. We were down in all three matchups after the third round and really one only had any hope of cashing in, in the fourth round, and that was Hovland over Shoffley. Victor Hovland was trailing Xander Shoffley by one after three rounds. So that could have gone our way based on how well Hovland's playing at the moment. Our other two, which was Keith Mitchell over Matthew Pavon and Nick Dunlop over Lucas Glover. Those really had no chance of cashing in the fourth round. Keith Mitchell trailed Pavon by 11 shots and Nick Dunlop was DFL while Glover was three under. So the matchups were an absolute catastrophe last week. And then as far as the outrights, we hit Scotty Scheffler to top 10 and we hit Bo Hosler to top 20. Jordan Spieth was our outright winning pick and he finished tied 39th uh, after three rounds. Spieth really couldn't get it going with a putter around Pebble. The very thing that you know we mentioned he was doing so well this spring. We will see Jordan back in action this week at Phoenix. Uh, and then we had Nicola Hodgegaard as our top 20 sleeper, and the Dane was tied uh, at 31st after three rounds. So all in all, I went down 2.2 units for the Pebble Beach card, which was my third losing week in a row, 
We have a ton of work to do to get back on track as I'm down 6.9 units through five events of this season. And we are on to the Waste Management Phoenix Open where we hit Scotty Scheffler to win last year. Okay, let's do a couple headlines before we get to the picks. I want to mention the fact that Live Golf took over um, on Sunday with the action at Pebble being rained out. I watched the entire final round there at Mayakoba. Uh, you know, Joaquin Neiman and, and Sergio Garcia, they put on a show down the stretch. Uh, they, they ended up going into a four-hole playoff with Joaquin Neiman winning. And then over the course of Sunday, you had John Rahm. You know, he was making his debut at Live last week. I wanted to see how he would perform. And he was in contention all week long, played great, uh, led. I, I don't care about the team stuff, but he did lead the the legions uh, to victory as far as the team nonsense is concerned. He recruited Tyrell Hyden. He recruited Caleb Surratt out of Tennessee. Good start to the live day uh, to the live season for John Rahm. Um, I would say the live action at Mayakoba was without a doubt highlighted by by Joaquin Neiman's opening round 59. Brilliant play from the Chilean to take it deep around Mayakoba. Um, and like I said, I watched all day on Sunday from start to finish. Undeniably, the on-course product was solid with, with Joko and with Rom and, and with Sergio all battling it down there, down the stretch. Um, I, I was very impressed with Joaquin Neiman's performance, slinging that high draw around with the driver. Very impressive. Um, and I thought maybe this would be the Sunday that Liv pulls in some real views. Uh, but we got those numbers back this morning. Liv Golf on Saturday did 168,000 views on CW Network. And Liv Golf Sunday did 432,000 views um, on the CW network, which, um, on a positive note, I'll start with the positive note, 432,000 views on CW for Mayakoba Sunday was 200 K better, uh, than the views they pulled at Mayakoba last year. Um, and for reference, uh, Saturday at Pebble beach did 1.9 million views on CBS and then CBS did a rerun of last year's Pebble Beach Pro-Am on Sunday because of the rainout, And that too, a replay, cleared a million views. So that should give you an idea. I mean, it, it's embarrassing for Liv the fact that a replay from last year's action did better on CBS than, you know, the new man on the block and John Rahm at Liv in contention. Uh, fan favorite Sergio Garcia and Joaquin Neiman all being contention and that not being able to do over 500,000 views. Um, now, I understand that Liv may have picked up some additional views on the Live Golf app and YouTube. Um, I was tracking the YouTube numbers all weekend for Liv, and that stream never got over 50,000 views. So I don't want to hear from any of the talking heads about how YouTube somehow cleared them over a million. That didn't happen. And, you know, regardless... You know, the the there's more to this. The fact that Live Golf didn't do over a million views with Rom, Neiman, and Garcia in contention really just shows you that the issue is not with the players. It's the product and the format. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I like to listen to music when I play golf. I, I always have the speaker out there. But when I'm watching the best players in the world duke it out, I don't want to hear EDM music. Norman, Greg Norman thinks it's what the young generation wants and they don't. 
Norman and the the live suits, they they think that there's people out there who want to see these pro golfers in shorts and and people want more laid back competition, and that is just not the case. Based on the viewership and the younger fans in the game that I talk to, it, it's not the case for anybody. They want to watch the PGA Tour. They want to watch high level competitive uh, back and forth and. You're not really getting that when you have Avicii playing down the stretch of a playoff. Uh, but, you know, once again, I enjoyed Joko versus Sergio playoff. A lot of history there. Joko won Sergio Garcia's junior tournament in 2016 and 2017. I played in both of those. I remember Joko winning them. Um, and for him to, you know, now less than 10 years later, for Joko to beat his mentor in Sergio in a, in a playoff, that is without a doubt a compelling story and a story that I was tuned into on Sunday. But as a golf nut, I am aware of those stories. If I was Barney at the bar and I tuned in to live on Sunday, you would have 100% thought it was an exhibition. And you cannot have that feel. You can't have that pulse if you're trying to become the best tour in the world. And I don't want to hear anyone try to tell me that Liv isn't trying to be the best. If you heard Neiman's post-round presser, then you got a feel of what Neiman and the Liv team, the Liv media team, wants out of this win. In almost complete darkness, the Chilean shines bright and he wins his first live golf title in the most dramatic circumstances possible. Rocco, you're one of the best players in the world. We expected to win yeah, earlier I'm than... Majors. Huh? But I'm not in the majors. So once again, you know, Liv wants to be different with 54 holes. They want to be different with no cuts. They want to be different with the team format. And they want to set uh, a new golf trend with the EDM music and the shorts. But at the same time... Uh, from what we just gathered from that little presser there, that little back and forth between the live reporter and, and Waco, they want the RNA and the USGA and all the governing bodies to change all of the major championship qualifications so that these shortened 40-man golf tournaments can lead to major championship exemptions. And that is a joke. I've said it all along. If Liv wants to earn official world golf ranking points – change the format to 72 holes and fill out the field with at least 80 players. It's that simple. It's, you know, it's not so simple when it comes to all of these live contracts and what the players were promised. Obviously you promised them shorter events with a shorter schedule to now go change that to 72 holes and maybe more of a full schedule You'd have to start paying these guys even more money than what you already paid them, and that could be a big problem. But if Joko and that Bozo interviewer want Liv to be respected by golf's governing bodies, um, you have to comply with some of these traditional formats like 72 holes in a full field. It's that simple. Now, on the other side of Liv, of the, the Liv golf business, I'm sure you heard last week that the SSG struck a deal um and invested into the PGA tour. Now the SSG is the is the strategic sports group uh led by American sports franchise owners Arthur Blank, Steve Cohen, uh the Fenway Group and a couple other 
uh, big time suits. They came together and invested $3 billion into the PGA Tour to guarantee the security of the PGA Tour for the next 10 years under the current purses. 200 members of the PGA Tour were awarded stake in the PGA Tour based on results. New members will acquire stock in the PGA Tour based on results. And now you have some of the, uh, you know, now you have some of the top members of the PGA Tour that disagree on whether the PGA Tour should continue trying to come to a deal with the Saudis even though they have a secure investment from American Strategic Sports Group. Uh, you have. Let me give you an example of this. On one side of the coin, you have guys like Jordan Spieth saying, the PGA Tour does not need the PIF anymore. From people like Spieth and Scotty Scheffler's perspective, the PGA Tour now has plenty of money to maintain the current purses. And those guys like Spieth, guys like Scheffler – they have no interest in playing a, go a global golf schedule uh, that the Saudis envision because they know where their viewership comes from. Uh, all the American, you know, the 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 American viewership is the powerhouse viewership that has no interest in watching golf tournaments in India or Singapore. That's it. we've already tested this out with the World Golf Championships. Americans are not waking up at two a.m. to watch a golf tournament overseas, besides maybe the Open. Maybe the open. Now, that is Spieth and Scheffler's perspective. Now you have, on the other side of this, you have Rory McIlroy, who, shockingly to everyone, wants the PGA Tour to, to now get a deal done with the Saudis. And when you think about what Rory has said and why he could possibly change his tone and why he would now want the PGA Tour to dive in with the Saudis, well... Look at the headlines over the last three weeks and what that's done to his European Ryder Cup team. The European Ryder Cup team is now missing John Rahm and Terrell Hatton, two pretty crucial pieces to that team, two pretty veteran pieces to that team. You you want to look further than the Ryder Cup team. You know, Rory has been pushing a global golf tour because, and I'm just putting this all together, a global golf tour makes sense for Rory because he's now moved back to London. His permanent his, his permanent address is no longer in Jupiter, Florida. It's now in London. He wants to raise his kid in the UK. Um, and the global golf tour that the Saudis envision now all of a sudden makes sense to Rory. So um, you, you now have friction within the PGA Tour faithful. Uh, Rory McIlroy left a group chat, um, a texting group chat with all the PGA Tour faithful like Spieth, like Scheffler. Since then, no progressions have been made uh, between the PGA Tour and the Saudis, and that is all I have for you on that end. The PGA Tour has secured a huge $3 billion investment from the top owners in the American sports world, and we'll see in the coming weeks what that means for the deal between the PGA Tour and the Saudi Investment Fund. Okay, let's get to the picks for the Wasted Management Phoenix Open. We'll discuss the top four favorites before we get to the three matchups and one pick to place. I'll then give you two outright winners for the Phoenix Open, followed by a sleeper and a scoring prediction. Then we will finish things off with two lineups, a first-round leader, and a best bet. So let's get rolling on the preview for the Phoenix Open. Oh! 
Okay, let's get rolling on these favorites. Once again, Victor Hovland and Xander Schauffele have withdrawn, get a little bit of rest in before the elevated event, the third elevated event of the year in Riviera next week. So we begin with Scotty Scheffler at plus 500. You can find the plus 500 number on a lot of books, Bet365, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetOnline, MGM, Bovada, and Caesars all have Scheffler at that plus 500 number. And if there's one guy I would have bet on to catch Wyndham Clark in that canceled fourth round at Pebble, it would have been Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler was four back of Clark to end um, at the end of the third round. And I think Scheffler would have had a good chance to catch Clark in that fourth round because for the first time in a long time, Scotty Scheffler had it going on the greens. That is what we've been waiting for. I've been preaching to you week to week that once Scheffler finds it with the putter, he will be back in the winner's circle. So why after the putting performance at Pebble should I have any doubt that Scheffler will be right there with a chance to win on Sunday at TPC Scottsdale? I shouldn't. You shouldn't. I will have Scotty Scheffler as one of my outright winners at plus 500 uh, this week. So we will discuss that more when we get to the outright winners. We move forward to favorite number two, which is Justin Thomas at 10 to one on bet three, six, five, William Hill, FanDuel, DraftKings, bet online, MGM, Bovada and Caesars. They all have that 10 to one number. Um, I would have liked to see JT open more around that 15 to one number. But the fact is, like I've been saying, JT is back. He is back. World number 19 recorded his fifth top 10 in a row at Pebble Beach. It wasn't a great week on the greens for JT, but man, is he really starting to flush it again? I was very impressed with what I saw um, at Pebble from JT. The conditions were windy and crazy and we got to watch JT use that magical shot-shaping ability around Spyglass and Pebble. Tied for six was um, a, a very respectable finish for JT at Pebble, even though it was his worst finish in his last five starts. He's been a top-five machine as of late. And Thomas returns to a place in TPC Scottsdale where he's recorded six top 20 since 2018 with a 67.8 scoring average. That is obviously brilliant. I think when you look at why you should love both Scotty and JT this week, number one, it's a relatively weak field, especially with Hovland and, and, and Shoffley withdrawing. And number two, TPC Scottsdale has some of the Pierce screens on tour, and both of these guys have performed excellent on TPC Scottsdale's green over the years. Um, a bit of a surprising move. I will have the top two favorites of the WM on my outright winning card. I'll have Scotty Scheffler to win at plus 500, and I will also have Justin Thomas to win at 10 to 1. The, you know, so far this season, the PGA Tour has, has had all sleeper victories. Chris Kirk, at, at Kapalua, Grayson Murray at at um, at Wiley, Nick Dunlop at La Quinta, and you know even Wyndham Clark was not highly favored last week, despite the fact that he's the defending U.S. Open champion. I believe that trend of sleepers winning on the PGA Tour changes this week because when you look at the last six winners of this tournament, 
Hideki in 2017, Woodland in 2018, Ricky Fowler in 2019, Webb Simpson in 2020, Brooks Kepka in 21, and then Scheffler the last two editions. You look at the last five years, maybe besides Webb in 2020, the last five years, the hottest golfers on the planet have won this tournament. And I don't see that changing this year, especially with the top heavy field. So uh, coming out of the Justin Thomas discussion, I will have Justin Thomas as my second outright winner at 10 to one odds. Um, at, next up on the favorites, number three, that'll be Max Homa at 18 to one on bet online. And I am out on Max Homa this week. Number one, I don't love the number. I was looking for more of the 19 to 20 to one number for Homa, which leads me to number two. I was expecting the 19 to 20 to one number because he's coming off a 66 place finish at Pebble and Homa's lost shots on the greens in three of his last four starts. I don't want to make it sound like he's playing bad by any means. You know, the, 66th place finish last week was Homa's first finished outside of 13th in his last 10 starts. So still playing very solid, but the fact is he is not putting great and he's never really played that well in four starts at the Wasted Management Phoenix Open. So we are out on Max Homa this week. Next on the favorites and last uh, will be Jordan Speed at 20 to 1 on Bet Online. And Jordan. You know, we had him to win last week and his game was, you know, just exceptional as far as the T-ball and the iron play was concerned there at Pebble. The same could not be said about his putting. I know the Poa greens at Pebble last week were soggy and it was tough to make putts, but historically that is when Jordan Spieth rises to the occasion. Think about 2017 U.S. Open at Chambers Bay when everyone and their mothers were complaining about bumpy greens Speed won last week. Think about the 2017 Open Championship at Birkdale. Tough conditions, link-style greens. Speed won last that week. Um, and not only did Speed putt bad last week, but it was his second worst putting performance in his last 25 starts. So where Speed goes from here, I don't know. Uh, he's played well. At this tournament at, at, at Scottsdale over the last two years, you know, Spieth has two top six finishes in Scottsdale over the last three editions of this golf tournament, but he's lost shots on the greens in two of those. So he hasn't gotten it done with the putting here, which makes me think that a win is not a possibility for Spieth this week. It's just too tough to gauge playing well, putting bad. I am out on Jordan Spieth this week at the Phoenix Open, and we will reevaluate Spieth before next week at Riviera. Sport! All right. Ball out! Ball out! Sport! Okay, let's get rolling on the matchups for this week's Wasted Management Phoenix Open. We start with Sam Burns over Matthew Fitzpatrick at minus 129 on Unibet. I know we are paying a hefty price for, for, for Burns here, but it's 100% worth it. I've had a ton of negative criticism for Burns over the last five months particularly with my Ryder Cup coverage, but I'll give respect where it's due. Back-to-back -back top 10s for Burns at the Amex and at Pebble. I watched his entire third round 67 at Pebble last Saturday, and he was absolutely flushing the golf ball. You know that Burns is going to feast on those pure greens at TPC Scottsdale. He's a phenomenal putter, and it's a part of, uh, of his game 
that kept him relevant through a shaky 2023. We know Burns can play well here after the sixth place finish at the Phoenix Open last year. And in this matchup, he'll go up against Matthew Fitzpatrick, who has seemingly lost his game over his last two starts. Miscut at Sony, 58th at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and what would have been a miscut there had there been a cut. There should be a cut. I don't know why the PGA Tour is going to these no cuts at the at the signature events. The you know the Friday cut line is one of the most entertaining aspects of the golf tournament, and I've got a big problem with them eliminating that. But I digress. Back back to Fitzpatrick. His putting has been horrible, and he can't seem to find a fairway off the tee. I just think this is a phenomenal time to fade him. So. For matchup number one, it's going to be Sam Burns over Matthew Fitzpatrick at minus 129 on Unibet. We move to matchup number two, which is going to be Bo Hosler over Corey Connors at minus 114 on Pinnacle Sportsbook. And I know the last three weeks has been horrendous as far as my card is concerned, but the one shining light underneath it all has to be the work that Bo Hosler has done for us. Tied for 14th at Pebble last week which cashed that top 20 ticket as Hosler recorded his second consecutive top 20 finish. When you think about what has changed in Hosler's game, number one, he's been more well-rounded and more consistent from tee to green, which is, which is why he's sixth um, in strokes gained tee to green on the PGA Tour right now. That is very impressive. And number two, his short game has just been fantastic as he's seventh in strokes gained chipping and sixth in strokes gained putting on the PGA Tour. And because of that, Hosler is able to take advantage of rounds where he's flushing it with lots of birdies. And then his short game is there to save is there to save him when things aren't going as well in the long game. I feel very safe right now with Bo Hosler on the card and will fade uh will fade Corey Connors because Connors has not finished better than 31st in his first four events of the 2024 PGA Tour season. For Connors, the putting has been absolute garbage. So for matchup number two, it'll be Bo Hosler over Corey Connors at minus 114 on Pinnacle Sportsbook. Okay, for the third and final matchup for this week's action, it's going to be Adam Scott over Ricky Fowler at minus 120 on Bet365. And everyone and their mothers will be on Ricky Fowler this week with the success that he's had at the Phoenix Open over his career. He's a past champion amongst many other top finishes here in Phoenix. Um, Nothing but respect to Ricky and the work he's done in Phoenix over the years. Uh, But Ricky has been downright dreadful to begin this season. I don't know what happened to that stellar putting we saw last year from Fowler. He's 182nd in putting through three events played this year. Ricky, I mean, it just it just goes on. He all around, it's just it's just been a disaster for Ricky. Ricky's 173rd in strokes gained off the tee, so he can't find a fairway. And he's 93rd in approach, so the iron play is not saving the day whatsoever. So there you have it. Ricky is just straight up not playing well. And then on the other side of this matchup is world number 48, Adam Scott, who just placed 20th at Pebble. That was the Aussies' worst finish over his last five starts, which very impressive for the journeyman veteran. Uh, Scott, you know, he 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 really had it going over the Aussie swing during the PGA Tours offseason. 
kept the pedal to the metal over the offseason. I understand he hasn't played the Phoenix Open much over his career, but because his world ranking points, Adam Scott, he's fallen to world number 48. Because he's dropped down you know, in the world ranking points to the point where his major championship status is, is in question, He's had to play some of these events that he doesn't normally play, and he's had a lot of success in them. He, he, you know, he he hadn't played Pebble that much before last week, and he finished twentieth. So, um, I like Adam Scott a lot this week, especially against a struggling Fowler. So, for matchup number three, it's going to be Adam Scott over Ricky Fowler at minus one twenty on Bet three six five. All right, folks, a break from the golf to tell you about what we have going on over at pregame.com. Listen, go to pregame.com. Purchase your favorite picks and use my coupon code WASTE15 for $15 off anything over at pregame.com for listeners of this golf podcast only. Once again, that is WASTE15 for $15 off. Listen, you've got the Super Bowl next week. You've got college basketball in full flow. Go purchase some picks. Use my coupon code WASTE15. Once again, that is WASTE15 for $15 off anything over at pregame.com. Okay, back to the golf. All right, let's get to our one pick to place outside of our sleeper and outside of our best bet. Our one pick to place in this section will be JT Poston to top 20 plus 115 over at MGM. And the last time we bet on Poston was back at the Sony Open. We had him to win outright, and he finished sixth, which was very solid. And that's what this entire start to 2024 has looked like for Poston. Six starts, five top 20 finishes so far for Poston this season. I think he's going to have an absolute field day on the greens at TPC Scottsdale. He is a top five putter on tour. Um, I was going to put him top two, but I can't put him over Denny McCarthy and Jordan Spieth. But when you look at the entirety of Poston's game, um, he, he's played just flawless this season. Um, and he's 11th as far as strokes gain total on the PGA Tour. Very well-rounded player that you need to have on the card this week. So my only pick to place, besides the sleeper and besides the best bet, is going to be JT Post in the top 20 at plus 115 over at MGM. Okay, on to our two winners for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I've already gone over both of them. Number one's going to be Scotty Scheffler at plus 500 on MGM. Obviously, Scheffler had, uh, has had spectacular putting performances in Scottsdale each of the last three years. He's the two-time defending champion coming off a great week of putting at Pebble. And even back in 2021, one of the first times he played in this event, he finished seventh um, in what was another great week on the greens uh, with the putting at TPC Scottsdale for Scheffler. So this venue really sets itself apart for Scheffler. Seldom, uh, rarely do we uh, have a a preview where I'm sitting here saying, oh, we're at a course where Scotty Scheffler historically has putted very well. I think of Augusta, I think of TPC Sawgrass, and I think of TPC Scottsdale, all places where Scheffler performs great. Um, so that's why I have no issue um, betting on the number one favorite this week in Scotty Scheffler at plus 500 on MGM. That is outright number one. Outright number two comes right after him. Uh, pretty crazy, I know. But this week calls for it. It's going to be Justin Thomas at 10 to 1 on Caesars for our second outright. Um, number one, obviously, the track record that we discussed for JT at TPC Scottsdale 
what, six top 20. He's never finished outside of top 20 in his last six starts at TPC Scottsdale, which is incredibly impressive, um, especially after how much he struggled last year. For him to still be able to put a good week together last year at TPC Scottsdale, despite not having his be best stuff, gives me extreme confidence in him this week. And then you look at recency. Let's start at the Fortinet Championship. This, These are his last five starts. Fifth at the Fortinet for Justin Thomas. Fourth at the Ned Bank in South Africa. Third at Tigers event at the Hero World Challenge. Third at the Amex. And then tied for sixth last week at Pebble Beach. Some of you might go, well, he didn't putt that great at Pebble Beach. Listen, the greens were shit at Pebble Beach after all the rain and the wind and the conditions. I'm not worried about his putting performance whatsoever last week. I love JT as the number two winning option this week. It's Justin Thomas at 10 to 1 on Caesars to win the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Okay, we're on to the sleeper for the Phoenix Open. It's going to be Sahith Tagala to top 20 at plus 400 on Bet Online. And man, I, I love seeing Tagala's putter catch fire around the rain soaked, bumpy greens at Pebble Beach. Tagala did not have his best stuff off the tee last week at the Pro Am and still managed to finish 20th. And those are the weeks that we want to see from the 26-year-old in Sith Tagala. We want to see top 20s on weeks where he really isn't performing that well. That is the tell-all sign of an elite player. And if you've been paying attention to golf, you'll remember that Tagala's first PGA Tour win came in the fall at the Fortinet Championship in Napa. And he hasn't slowed down since with a second-place finish at Kapalua and a 20th place finish at Pebble Beach last week. I think to top it all off, I love the fact that the Gala was in contention at the Wasted Management back when he was a rookie in 2022. He finished third that week and had a really solid chance of winning up until the 72nd hole. I know uh, that this is his third week in a row playing, which we typically like to stay away from, but I'm willing to make an exception after Pebble was three rounds last week. And with the young 26-year-old Tagala, wear and tear cannot possibly be a concern this early in the season. So for my sleeper pick, it's going to be Sahit Tagala to top 20 at plus 400 over on Bet Online. All right, let's keep it going with a first-round leader option. Uh, my first-round leader this week is going to be Scotty Scheffler at 16-1 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And this might be the stock pick as far as first-round leaders are concerned, but Scotty um, has been equally as dominant in in these first rounds this year as he was in 2023. Last year, Scotty finished first in first-round scoring average on the PGA Tour, and right now through three starts, he's 15th in the PGA Tour in first-round scoring average at 67.5. Coming off a great week of putting at Pebble, um, and now returning to possibly his favorite course on the PGA Tour, my first round leader pick has to be Scotty Scheffler at 16 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. We're on to the scoring prediction real quick. Uh, weather wise, we're going to see some slightly similar conditions to what we saw at Pebble last week. We won't see the wind because TPC Scottsdale is an inland golf course, but you've got rain in the forecast Thursday and Saturday with temperatures only reaching a high of about 59. So my winning my winning scoring prediction this week will be 16 under par for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We're on to our two lineups for this week. We'll start with the Yahoo lineup. 
uh, six-man lineup, $200 budget. Number one will be one of my two winners in Justin Thomas at $38. Like I said, tough to argue with his track record around TPC Scottsdale. Number two will be Sam Burns at $38. I have to take him with the way that he performed around La Quinta and at Pebble, driving the ball amazing, making a ton of putts. I expect Burns to capitalize on that this week in Scottsdale. Number three will be Adam Scott at $34. He hasn't done much in Phoenix over the years like we talked about. Um, hasn't played this tournament a lot in his career. But as he gets older, you know, like I said, we're seeing Scott play at a lot of new venues due to the fact that he has to maintain um, – he, he has to stay inside the top 50 on the official world golf rankings if he wants to continue getting into the best fields in the PGA Tour. I believe at the last elevated event, which was last week at Pebble, Adam Scott was a sponsor's exemption. So he's really got to keep the pedal down as far as his play is concerned. And uh, really since November, he's done exactly that. Adam Scott has played flawless with the exception of capturing a win. So number three on the Yahoo lineup, will be Adam Scott. Number four will be Bo Hauser at $34. Uh, Hauser playing the best golf of his pro career right now, and we will look to continue capitalizing on him uh, through the lineup this week. Number five will be Michael Kim at $28. Great to see Michael Kim making a resurgence, the former Cal Bear. He's had a couple top 25s to start this season. He finished 24th at the Phoenix Open a few years back, and I like him in the lineup this week at number five at $28. And then number six, and rounding out our Yahoo lineup, will be Sam Ryder at $27. Ryder has finished top 25 in the last two editions of the Phoenix Open, and he will look to find uh, that momentum of good golf after starting the season. So-so eh, for Ryder. Uh, you know, he top 15 back in Mexico and at the RSM in the fall, but the beginning of the West Coast swing kicked his butt a bit. But I like Ryder at a place where he's had past success in TBC Scottsdale. So, um, so to review our 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 Yahoo lineup, my apologies. Number one will be Justin Thomas at $38. Number two will be Sam Burns at $38. Number three will be Adam Scott at $34. Number four will be Bo Hosler, also at $34. Michael Kim will have him in the five hole at $28. And then rounding out the caboose for the for the Yahoo lineup, it will be Sam Ryder at $27. Um, on to the PGA Tour lineup. Six players, four starters, two bench players. You only get to use a player three times over the season, so we will proceed with caution there. For this week's PGA Tour lineup, I'll go Justin Thomas for the first time this season at number one. I'll do Adam Scott at number two. I'll use JT Poston for the second time this season at number three. Sam Burns will go in the four spot, and I'll use him for the first time this season. Number five will be Michael Kim, and he is the first bench option. And then number six will be the Belgian and Thomas Dietry, who is coming off a fourth-place finish at Pebble Beach you know, Dietrich starting to trend a bit at the moment. He played very well around Torrey Pines as well as, you know, as well as what he did at Pebble last week. So watch out for Thomas Dietrich. We'll talk about him a little bit more before Riviera next week. So reviewing the PGA Tour lineup, it'll be Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, JT Poston, Sam Burns, Michael Kim, and Thomas Dietrich as far as that six-man PGA Tour lineup is concerned. As for the best bet for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, 
It's going to be Justin Thomas to top five at plus 275 on Bet Online. Like I said earlier, JT has um, a track record at TPC Scottsdale that you just cannot argue with. I know Scheffler is the king right now as the double champ, but I'm thoroughly impressed with how quick JT has rebounded from a lackluster 2023, and he's riding the momentum of five top six finishes in a row. So the best bet for this week is going to be Justin Thomas to top five at plus 275 on Bet Online. That will do it for the Waste Management Phoenix Open preview. In case you have any questions or concerns about the Phoenix Open or before next week's action in Riviera, you can find me on X at DRMedia59, and we will talk next week before Tiger comes back and hosts and plays the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club.